I've been running after one thing To find that part within that'll measure up to something I've got a lot of dreams, but I was told I wasn't practical I couldn't measure up because of all my flaws But I know the wrong is the only stepping stones Life's the art of embracing these things, yeah Mike Matthews, welcome to the podcast This is your second time on And I'd like to call you one of my best friends Who I've never hung out with in person it is it is I a bit, do, it's almost odd at this point right that we haven't i know i know it's kind of getting awkward of the texts we send back and forth to each other and like <laughs> we, if we meet each other in person like i don't know if it's gonna feel like oh wow i meet mike or dude i've known this guy forever it's gonna go one or two ways it might go the way of me asking you every question that i want to know for myself selfishly because Guys, if you're just listening to this podcast and you don't know who Mike is, he's been on before, so go listen to the first one. But go check him out on Instagram. I mean, just look at him. Like you'll be, you're gonna be like, I'm going to listen to Mike because he looks like a GQ model and he's got bulging biceps. So you looked apart, Mike. You're my role model. <laughs> you're you're coming along, man. You're making great progress here, yourself. You're you've already surpassed the transformation stage, and now now you're you're moving into your final form, I guess we could say. You know why that is? Because I listen to smart coaches. I am very coachable. And when I know people know their stuff like you do, I read, I listen, I study. And what is really exciting for me, I know it's, I know it's probably exciting for you, but it's extremely exciting for me that you have a new book coming out. Like, I think I'm more excited than maybe you are. Muscle <laughs> for life. Let's talk about the new book coming out and just give the audience like what what is a little bit different of this what does muscle for life mean like how, like it's a it's a lifestyle it's not just go get big in the gym eat a lot of protein shakes but it's a whole lifestyle and a mindset exactly and and it does revolve a lot around training your muscles and maintaining a higher than average amount of muscle and a higher than average amount of strength and it's kind of a play on body for life which was very popular back in the mm. 90s and so I, I like the title for a number of reasons i've i've used that for shit since 2013 i started a website muscleforlife.com and that was it was really just a, a glorified blog at the time i would put a few long form articles up every week and then put some other stuff on there as well and, and then I started a podcast and was like, oh, I'll just call it Muscle for Life. And, <laughs> and then now I have the book, Muscle for Life. And I do think it's a good book title, though. And uh, it, I think it has, has the right connotations. And, and so the, the book itself, really the, the reason why I wrote this book is I have worked with tens of thousands of people over the years. And the biggest struggle for many of these people is just getting started and gaining momentum, just reaching that virtuous circle phase, which I know that you've experienced, right? Where you've, you've achieved results, you keep achieving results, that's motivating you to keep going. And that leads to even better results and so on. It is difficult for a lot of people to get there. And that's particularly true of people who are in their 40s and beyond because a lot of them think it's too late to get into great shape. And for these people, it's even harder to overcome that inertia and, again, gain momentum, start seeing changes 
in the mirror, starting to see changes in how their clothes fit, starting to see changes in their workouts, um, see their, their numbers going up, all of the, the, those are really the, probably the, the biggest motivating factors in the beginning. Later, other things come into play, but initially we have to get results, right? We have to see improvements in our body composition. We have to see improvements in our fitness to want to keep going. And in Muscle for Life, I, I explain that tonight, go into some of the science of why it is never too late to get into good shape, uh, even great shape. And by never, I mean, I mean, if somebody's 70 years old, they could start with this book, actually, because it has beginner yeah. programs, intermediate programs, advanced programs. And the beginner programs are exactly where I would start take somebody who let's just say somebody who's 50 years old or 50 or 55, 60, whatever. I mean, it could even be 40 or 45, let's say 40 to 60 years old. And they have a lot of weight to lose and they've never done any kind of resistance training, never done any kind of strength training before. And they, um, are, are not ready to get in the gym and start squatting and deadlifting and bench pressing and overhead pressing, which is what my bigger, leaner, stronger and thinner, leaner, stronger books would have them do. And I, I have heard from many of these people over the years who would read Bigger, Leaner, Stronger and learn a lot and say, hey, I really like the book. And a lot of this makes sense to me. The diet, that's pretty straightforward. Um, I don't know if I want to be as detailed as you're talking about in the book, but I understand it. However, on the training side of things, I don't think I can do that. And, and so for years now, I've, I've had a kind of like a canned response for, for that that would explain to people all right, let's start here. Let's, we have to work up to the bigger, leaner, stronger program, really. And even on the diet side of things, let's, let's, we don't have to start with the, the Excel spreadsheet or the, you know, the, the uh, analog version of it in your, in your journal. Um, we don't have to start with, with meticulously weighing foods and things that are worth doing for a period at a point, but you don't have to start there. Here's an easier place where we can start. And so that's why, that's why I wrote, uh, muscle for life is that it's going to be the book specifically for those people, again, middle-aged, uh, golden aged, or just a lot of weight to lose and no resistance training experience. And, and, or, or maybe people who just, they, they don't feel up to, again, getting into the gym and doing traditional heavy strength training. Mm-hmm. And I love it because you write to people that, like you're saying, like there's a huge misnomer out there that, oh, well, you know what? I'm too old. I missed the boat. I can't get in shape now. Like, no, that's just what basically society says. After you hit a certain age, just your your metabolism will slow down. And I want to get into that later because that's another huge key. Yeah. But before we did, so you, uh, and I want to get to the the mindset of how to get started but you talk about in the book that, that we have two choices, literally two choices. There's not a third choice. And this can kind of give us the framework of why it's so important, no matter how old you are, it's time now. Yeah, exactly. So, I, so I, I, what I basically say in the book is we can choose to make our health and fitness a priority now, or it will make itself a priority later because eventually dysfunction, disease, and we are going to have to deal with that. And I know that sounds a bit uh, morbid, but, but it is the truth. And, and so 
the time that we give to our health and fitness now, we shouldn't view that as a luxury, as a self-indulgence, mm-hmm. or e- even as something that's selfish. You know, I, I've heard from many women over the years who are very busy, they're working, they're busy around the house, they're um, spending a lot of time, you know, having to get the kids ready and for, for school and for activities. And, and they, in particular, can, can struggle internally with figuring out where they can fit workouts, for example. And if they are going to do that, sometimes they feel guilty that instead of working out, instead of doing something selfish, they should be doing something for their kids, something else for their kids, something maybe for their, for their husband or otherwise. Um, women, women tend to be maybe more selfless uh, than, than men in general. I think that's generally true. And, mm-hmm. and so, so I talk about in the book that I think we need to, to reframe uh, health Thanks. and fitness and, and not look at it again as something that is merely for vanity, for example. Like, yes, it is, it is nice to, to look good and look the way you want to look, but there are many, many other reasons, many, many other more important whys for, uh, for staying fit than just having nice muscles, you know? Totally. I love how you say it. Not selfish. It is selfish if you don't make time for your health and then long term you're going to be sick and you're going to be in the hospital and you won't be able to take care of your kids. That's great, man. And and just the whole like, yeah, but people think it's selfish for the body composition. No, it, if you look good, you feel good. And that's why I have a big issue with what people are putting out there now. And they'll say, uh, yes, of course, love your body and don't beat yourself up. But that doesn't mean eat 19 cheeseburgers and ice cream sundaes and then post on social media that you're loving your body. No, our body's a temple to be taken care of. It's not just to blast it and then say, hey, this is me loving my body. Anyways, that's a whole nother story there. I'm sure you probably yeah, agree yeah, with that's, that. That's, that. Yeah, that's the you, it's the extreme end of that health at, at any size movement, right? You have the, yeah. the, the maximalists who will say, health at literally any size no matter what for anyone and and that that is that's silly it, it's uh, completely silly. yeah it's completely unscientific and it's also at odds with just everyday life the evidence we see all around us and what what is true though is that there are ranges of healthy body weights and more more importantly i talk about this in the book body composition i'm not actually too i think a lot of people and particularly a lot of women have been indoctrinated into caring too much about their body weight and not understanding body composition at all simply because it's it's it it has not been talked about very much over the last couple of decades and body composition is how your body weight breaks down into primarily what we're concerned with is muscle and fat technically it would include bones and it would include water and some other stuff, but we're, we're primarily concerned with muscle and fat. And what I talk about in the book is, if we can get your body composition to where we want it to be, we don't need to be very concerned with our weight. If what we see in the mirror is what we want to see, and if, our, if we are healthy, and that can be confirmed through blood work, for example, and you can look at various biomarkers, um, then we'll just let weight 
sort itself out. And, and many women have been very surprised uh, over the years, women I've worked with and, and just kept tabs on at how much they weighed at the other end of their own personal transformations. Many women have been shocked to weigh more or less the same. And if you look at their before and after, before unfit, maybe not obese, but just unfit, never, never worked out, never really tried to get into shape. After very fit, body weight within five pounds, uh, maybe they, you know, maybe a woman started at 140. Maybe she's a shorter woman. Now she's like 135 and she's super fit. And one of the reasons for that is muscle is very dense. So a pound of muscle doesn't take up as much space as a pound of fat. So when you are stripping away fat and adding muscle, you can, I mean, your average woman, I'd say the physique that she's after um, requires probably about 10 or 15 pounds of muscle gain in the right places on her body and bringing her body fat percentage down to maybe 20 to 25%. 25% is going to be a little bit softer, a little bit more curvy, um, certainly not, not overweight, still fit, whereas 20% is going to be a little bit more muscle definition, a little bit more toned, I suppose you could say, maybe a little bit more of an athletic look. And, and it just kind of depends on, a, on personal preference. But um, the, as far as our health goes, body composition is more important, more important. And there's a range of body fat levels that are perfectly healthy. Like I mentioned, 20 to 25% perfectly healthy, um, probably even up to maybe 30% could be perfectly healthy. If a person also has other good habits, that's for women. And for men, you could think about a range of 10 to 20%. Uh, and it mostly then just comes down to how you want to look and how you want to live because uh, different lifestyles are more or less conducive to different body compositions. So if a guy wants to be or a gal wants to be very lean, they're going to have to live a little bit differently than somebody who doesn't care to be very lean. Oh, oh, you know that feeling you get when you just wake up and you are not rested or recharged? Yeah, we all have it. We all go through it. How do I wake up with full energy every single day? It is literally the game changer itself, chilly sleep. I have an Uller that goes underneath my mattress and cools my body temperature to the ideal temperature to get deep sleep, REM, high HRV scores. I have mine pretty cold at about 57 degrees. The optimal level is between 57 and 65 degrees. I have a weighted blanket, which just cools my body. And I'm just sleeping in restorative sleep. So when I wake up in the morning, no matter how many hours I get, I am juiced up and ready to go. And lucky for you, you can wake up the same way. The people at Chili Sleep are giving you a discount, giving you a code. So go to chilitechnology.com forward slash pages forward slash David Nurse to get your special discount pricing there. Remember, that is chilitechnology.com forward slash pages forward slash David Nurse. Or just click the link below and it'll take you right there. It's sleep like a polar bear tonight. Get the best night's sleep of your life. Chilly sleep. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And we are going to dive into that the audience wants to hear oh i hear him say you can shed fat and build muscle yeah we're going to show you how to do that we're going to get into what the fitness elite do the superstars the movie stars see how i did that mic now everybody's like oh okay yes got him on a hanger the one weird before, trick yes before we get to that 
And I love how you flip the script on things too. Like females don't see it. Everything has been told you have to be a certain body weight, certain body weight, certain body weight. Yep. But that's not the truth. And it's like that in so many things in nutrition, in fitness, in, in you do such a great job of being like, no, it's really not that way. It's not that hard, actually. It's a whole lifestyle built on the the, the mindsets of understanding it, but yet so much of us are full fed this BS from society where you have it completely backwards. So let's go to the the mindset first, the inner game of fitness. I love how you define this in the book, the inner game of fitness. And what are some tools mentally for people to get over that stage of, I'm going to stop making excuses and I'm not going to beat myself up if I miss two or three days. I used to beat myself up. I thought it had to be every single day. I have to be in there and I have to be crushing it, killing myself. Can you break down the mindsets like the purpose phantom, the time troll, consistency creature, and then just like how we can detach from these these things that are just just driving us insane? Yeah, absolutely. And and as far as the inner game goes, I I got that from the book. Inner uh, game. His last name yeah. yeah, Galloway. Inner game of tennis. I thought it's a, it's 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 a good analogy, and it, it is applicable to fitness. And so, there's a lot of focus on the outer game, which would be in yep. in terms of fitness, how to eat, how to train, how to supplement, how to uh, recover better. You know, maybe sleep hygiene the external things we have to do and the external obstacles we have to overcome. Whereas the inner game is, is the internal stuff that we have to overcome and the struggles we have with motivation and with doubting ourselves, with self-criticism and mm -hmm. so on. Mm -hmm. and, and I think uh, the, the, a lot of, there's a lot of focus on, on the outer game and a lot in, in the fitness space and a lot less focus on the inner game. And that's okay in some cases because if you get the outer game right enough, it kind of uh, it can calibrate your, your inner game for you. But I think, it's, I think it is productive to directly address the inner game as well. And so, so I do in, in Muscle for Life. And so if we're talking about purpose, right, the purpose phantom as I, as I call it, um, and, and that's getting at why. Why are we doing this? And it's not always as obvious as people might think. It's not just, like I was saying earlier, actually, just losing fat or building muscle. I actually, I encourage people to go a little bit further than that. What are some deeper whys? For example, I've heard from many people over the years who were very excited to be able to um, be more physically active with their kids or with their grandkids, be able to play sports with them or do other things with them and not get tired or not get sore, not wake up the next day feeling like they fell out of a 12th story window, you know, just because they were like picking up their grandkids and throwing them around in the pool or something. Right. Um, I've heard from from many women in particular who have been very excited to uh, see how their clothes fit them better or to be able to wear the type of clothes that they would like to be able to wear with confidence. I've heard from many guys who have been very excited to be able to go to the beach and take their shirt off and just not feel uh, self-conscious and not, not, not even needing to show off, just being comfortable with their shirt off at the beach or at the pool. And, and I give some other examples. I mean, many people 
have reached out to me and these are all just things that that have happened and they meant enough for people to take their time to share them with me going to the doctor after it's been several months and having the doctor just be shocked at the change in body composition and the change in blood work and the doctor asking them what are you doing like i i, I don't see <laughs> patients i don't see many patients accomplishing what you're accomplishing how are you doing this right so those are much more rewarding reasons to to get into fitness than merely looking good or uh, being stronger in the gym or being able to take cool selfies or getting attention and so that that's one of the uh, the, the points of the inner game that I talk about in the book another one is this point of, of consistency I think I used chimera I had to like come up with some other kind of creature to or maybe maybe we went <laughs> to creature I think I had chimera and then my editor was like and eh, that's, that's let's, let's go with something else so I think it might have went to creature uh, but this is a big one because many many people uh, they they want to commit to something fully and they want to go all in and and that's that's great the the intention is great but one it can often lead people to try to do too much too fast and then burn out so for example if somebody were to try to go from no resistance training whatsoever they have no fitness regimen right now whatsoever uh, their diet is is all over the place if they try to go from that to five days a week of resistance training, you know, an hour long, let's say strength work, strength training an hour, and then they're going to try to do 30 minutes of cardio on top of that every day. And they're going to try to completely overhaul their diet, they're going to make a meticulous meal plan and follow it every meal every day that I mean, again, I, I love the enthusiasm. But in my experience, what what I've seen is that many people then they can't stick to it because it is too much change too fast and it's too difficult and then that's that can lead to again to the self-criticism and doubt and maybe this doesn't work or maybe i'm just not up to it and so instead something that i talk about in the book is i would much rather see people start slower start with something they can win at something that they know they can yes. stick to and then work up to more difficult and ultimately more rewarding training programs and uh, meal planning techniques. But let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's do it on a learning curve that, uh, that is not going to, um, that is not going to, to leave most people behind. Right. So let, let's, let's, let's give people a gradual on ramp to those more elite levels of fitness. And that, that's why I, I wrote the book. And also let's remember that, Perfection is not necessary. And I say this over and over and over that we just have to do, all we have to do is the most important things, mostly right, most of the time. That's it. We don't know yes. nobody, no matter how fit they are, no matter how, I mean, much of their time and their energy and their attention that they give to this stuff, nobody is 100% perfect with following their training plan, with following their meal plan, with doing all of the things that they know they should do. And that's totally cool because we don't have to be perfect. And trying to expect perfection is really just setting us, setting ourselves up to fail. I'm so glad you hit on that last point because people will see these Instagram pictures and they'll see these people shredded and what they 
they want to look like, but want to understand that they've put in 10, 15, 20 years. Like you've been doing this your whole life. Yeah. Like you, it just didn't just happen. And people that anytime you see like, a, hey, you're going to lose 20 pounds, get shredded in 30 days, run the other way. It's not going to be good for you. This is a long game. When has somebody ever got to a job entry level and they're like, you know what? I'm going to be CEO in three months, maybe even in 30 days. It doesn't happen. Play the long game. And, and this is what the fitness elite do. It's what the fitness elite do. This is what the celebrities do. And I love how you talk about it, how you basically give a detailed plan of this is all you need to do, but just stay consistent at it. Don't beat yourself up. Perfection doesn't even exist. But here's the plan. Can you give our listeners that plan? Yeah, yeah. So uh, if, this is for the listeners, if you were to follow around, let's say a thousand very fit people, and especially I would say a thousand very fit people who are active in the evidence-based fitness community, particularly these people, right, who pay attention to the science of this, uh, as well as the art, so to speak, what you would find is that there are commonalities. And this is the, the old success leaves clues, right? So of course, if you wanna do something, you go start looking at people who have done what you wanna do, and you look for patterns, and you look for how they think, and how they behave, and how they respond to opportunities and difficulties and so forth. And so if you were, if you were to do that, you would notice a few things. You would notice one, that these people control their calories. That doesn't mean that they have to count their calories. You don't have to track everything you eat. You don't have to log everything in an app, but they have, they have a way of controlling their calories. And that just means that they have a way of controlling the amount of food that they eat relative to their body composition and how active they are. And, and I explain, of course, why that's important in the book, but uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that just for the sake of brevity. And then and they also they also control their protein intake. So uh, they are going to always basically always follow a high protein diet it doesn't it doesn't mean that you know you have to have 10 protein shakes a day and eat two pounds of meat a day not like that but higher than the average more protein than the average person they're probably eating let's just put it this way they're probably eating a serving an appropriate serving of protein with each meal um, and, and maybe one or two more times a day so maybe three to five servings of protein per day and they also, they're going to mostly eat relatively unprocessed foods. So they're going to be eating, and I say relatively unprocessed because, I mean, oatmeal has been processed, for example. Uh, it mm -hmm. has been cut and it has been dried and so forth. And oatmeal is great for you. And so they're, they're going to be eating a fair amount of, in a variety of fruits and vegetables and grains and seeds and legumes. Uh, and they also are going to probably have some indulgences in there as well. And it might be every day, it might be every other day, it might be once a week, twice a week, it just kind of depends on the person, but there are going to be no foods that are forbidden and they can have sugar if they wanna have sugar, uh, they can have whatever they wanna have, so long as it is a minority of their calories. Most of those calories that they are controlling one way or another are just going to be from relatively unprocessed, highly nutritious foods. And then finally, they are going to exercise a few hours per week, and it's mostly going to be training their muscles. And there are different ways to do that. I, I promote 
uh, a method that is, I would say the foundation is strength training. And then uh, if you wanted to be technical, I suppose it's, it's a little bit of quote unquote bodybuilding work in addition to that. Um, but that, that's one way of going about it. And I explain why I like that method. Um, and there are other ways, but those really, those really are the most important common denominators. Those, those points right there, that's the 20% that gives you the 80% in, in the game. Wow. Just doing those and staying committed to those. That's it. For, that's... I would say for, for, for so many people, yeah. given their fitness goals, that's actually all they would need. That's it. Yeah. 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 It, it's a weird world that like if somebody overeats something one night, then they're just like, okay, it's done. I'm over. Like I'm off it. Like I got to just get, no, nothing is 24 hours. I tell people they just look at it as a whole week. It's just cut, cut back a little bit the next day. It's totally okay. Yep. Okay. Or, so, or don't even it, because it doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah, if we want exactly. if we want to get down to the, to the nuts point, and bolts of, of fat gain, right? So a pound of fat has about 3,500 calories worth of energy. And so if we're going to gain a pound of fat, we know that we at least have to eat about 3,500 more calories than we have burned over a period of time, right? Because, uh, our body needs to get that excess energy to store as new body fat somehow, right? It's got to come from the food that we're eating. Now, it actually works out to be more than that for, for various reasons. So you probably have to eat uh, maybe about 4,500 more calories than you burn just to gain a pound of fat. Now, for people who aren't familiar with 4,500 calories, um, a large pizza is probably two to 3,000 calories, for example, a whole pizza. So we're talking about eating one and a half big cheesy pizzas, maybe over, right, the energy that, 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 that we're burning. So if, nice. if you go and you eat a bunch of food, right, well, how much fat can you really gain from one bout of overeating? Well, there's the calories that I just mentioned. Uh, and then there's also there are there are there are physiological limits to because your body has to what it, what fat cells they actually what they do is they they expand and they shrink so when we get fatter our fat cells are expanding there are now more fatty acids stored in these cells uh, that that can be burned for energy and when we lose fat those fat cells are shrinking the fatty acid count goes down right so our body there's, there are processes that it uses to synthesize those fatty acids and to put them in the fat cells and it can only do so much of that right so the bottom line is no matter how hard you try i i would say i wish there was like one definitive study i could point to on this but i have looked into some overeating research i think it's fair to say that in an entire day of overeating and i'm talking about eating like eight thousand calories or more in a day so that's basically all you're doing is eating all day. I think maybe you could gain one, maybe one and a half, probably no more than two pounds of fat in a day if all you did was eat really fatty, high calorie foods all day. So if we look at an individual meal and you ate even a couple thousand calories more than you wanted to, yeah. for example, um, you're just not looking at that much of a difference you're going to gain a little bit of fat okay big deal and you just move on that only becomes a problem if it becomes the rule not the exception 
take a quick break in the podcast because you know what I love almost more than anything is a great cup of coffee. Oh, I just wake up excited for my coffee. You know what I'm talking about. If you're a coffee person, if you're not a coffee person, you need to kind of just check, uh, yeah, yeah, check your priorities. But what else do I love? I love workouts. I love training. And what if you could put workouts and coffee together? You always thought about like, you know, coffee is just this natural pre-workout and then you got pre-workouts. What if you had the best of both worlds? Well, now you do. Workout coffee is finally here. I wish I would have created this. Such a great concept and idea and where nature meets science in all the workout coffee products are powered by Theofit, which is a high potency Theoflavin enriched black tea extract that is patented and clinically proven to improve exercise performance and reduce recovery time. So the question is, what are Theoflavins? Great question. Naturally formed from the oxidation of tea leaves, they've been shown to have strong antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects, as well as supporting liver health, blood lipids, and the immune system. So think about that. You're getting all this and coffee, the taste of coffee, the energy of coffee, the cat, like, uh, my mind is blown. I am going to wake up in the middle of the night, have a cup, have a cup in the afternoon, in the evening, like keep it coming, workout coffee, check it out, workout-coffee.com. Look at the, the, the links in the show notes below. We are going to have a discount code for you in there too. Check them out and get your coffee today and your workout on now, back to the episode. Oh, that's so good, man. That is such a a weight off people's shoulders to just know that and not especially have to in the holiday season, right? Just just enjoy uh, yourself. Maybe 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 yeah. don't eat to the point of of uh, immobilization. Maybe that's not right. necessary. <laughs> but just enjoy yourself. Yeah, maybe not the eight thousand calories every day during the holidays, but exactly. All right, Mike, there's so many questions I can ask you, and I would love to have you back on again for more questions, and I'm sure you're going to have another book. Like, the dude just pumps out books and sold over millions and millions of copies. Like, a lot of my listeners know who you are from the first one and loved it, but we've, we've grown a lot since then, so if you don't check out all the books Mike has done before, I'm going to throw you on the rapid-fire hot seat, but I want to do it a little bit different here. So I want this to be as... It's going to be fun. I was just thinking of this while we were talking a way to tease out some things in the book because it's, it's like this thing is mass like it's so much great material to tease it out and to show people like what's true and what's not true so it can literally be like yes no answers these can Let's be super super quick okay so you said oatmeal you said fruit so so you're saying my like are you saying if i hear this right are you saying carbs aren't evil do carb carbs don't make you fat uh, carbs don't make you fat. Overeating makes you fat. Wow. Period. Boom. Okay. Can you essentially burn fat while also adding muscle? Yes. People who are new to resistance training in particular can do this very effectively. Love it. Is cardio, do you have to be running on the treadmill? Do you have to do a lot of killer cardio to be able to shred fat? get the body composition you want. No, you don't have to do any cardio if you don't want to. Although I do talk about in the book, I do make an argument for, for including some cardio in your regimen, but that could be as simple as going for a 30 minute walk every day. Nice. 
is your metabolism, your metabolic rate, is that set in stone or can you increase it? So I'm saying like when people get older, they're like, oh, well, it's so great. You have a fast metabolism. Can you increase your metabolism? Absolutely. One of the most effective ways of doing that is building muscle because muscle oh. is a meta metabolically active tissue. And then you also have some of the afterburn, the, the, the calorie afterburn that comes with regular training. So that also props up your metabolic rate, so to speak. Ooh, okay. So on that point, is there a window after you weight train that you have to get in your protein? No. Although it's generally a good idea, what I say is try to have a, a, a serving of protein, 20 to 40 grams, maybe within an hour or so of finishing a workout. If you can't do that sometimes, don't worry about it. But that's a good rule of thumb. Okay, love it. Should you always, if you're trying to shred fat, should you always be in a caloric deficit or is that actually working against you and it's killing your metabolic rate and setting you in a place that you can't get out of? So you have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. That is what drives weight loss. And I do talk about all the details in the book, but I think we can leave it at that for, for just a quick answer that you can't have fat loss, meaningful fat loss without a consistent calorie deficit. Now, the good news is the metabolic damage um, concern that many people have, also starvation mode, those, those are complete myths. You are not damaging your metabolism by restricting your calories. Even if you did it incorrectly, your metabolism mm -hmm. would actually be fine. Now, there are reasons to not do it incorrectly, but fortunately, uh, cratering your metabolism is not one of them. And that's good news for many people who have done maybe yo-yo uh, kind of diets in the past or starvation diets. Mm -hmm. And that's not the way to do it. But fortunately, if you, listener, if you've done that, your metabolism is okay. You can just follow the advice that I'm sharing in this episode and in the book, and your body will respond. Mm. And last one I have for you, Mike, can I look like you ever in my life? <laughs> Come on, Come on my, be true by eight. That should okay. be a yes right out of your mouth. What are you doing? <laughs> and, well, there, here's it's a, it's a yes and no, actually, because yes, <laughs> yes, you can achieve the same level of fitness. Now, what is a no, if, if I'm just being honest, is how our muscles are shaped. That is very unique to us, right? So if you were to tell me, hey, Mike, can I have your chest? I just want to I just want your chest on my body. If I'm going to give an honest answer, if I'm going to, if I'm going to be a charlatan, I would say, absolutely. Just take all of my supplements, buy all of my books uh, <laughs> and just be patient. It might take five years or so. So you might as well, just, maybe you just want to buy all of the supplements up front, actually just five years right now. Um, and, but, but no, the, the, the truth is that our muscles, how they are shaped, how they insert into our, into our, into our bones, right? Cause you have, you know, tendons, then it goes into the bones and how our physique comes together, uh, that, that is going to be very unique to us. And we will all have strengths and weaknesses. So we can all achieve a, the same level of fitness. We can all, if you're a, you know, I've probably gained about 45, maybe 50 pounds of muscle since I started lifting. You can probably do the same thing and it's going to take time, but you could probably do that if you wanted to. And you could have the same level of body fat as me and you could 
you can think about it as like sculpting. You're adding clay to the different places on your body that you want to improve. But ultimately, your physique will come out a little bit differently than mine. So that's the honest answer. It's a great answer. And I like that you talked about your supplements too. Because guys, just so you know, Legion is like, I'm not just pumping it because Mike's on here. I am addicted to the salted caramel protein I love powder. that stuff too. It is the real it. deal. Like, I'm not like, you know, you've had those protein powders that taste bad or those ones that say like chocolate, but you're like, it tastes like chalk. This is like ice cream. I'm not even kidding. It's that good. Check it out. Mike doesn't even have to plug it because it's that good. Hey, can you tell everybody where to get the book when it comes out? What the exact date it comes out? Everywhere we can follow you. I mean, people are going to be addicted to this content. They're going to want to know about your podcast. Just give us all those details. Yeah, sure. So the book officially releases on January 11th. And right now I'm doing kind of like a book launch bonanza pre-order campaign, having fun with that over at muscleforlifebook.com, muscleforlifebook.com. And if people pre-order the book and then send their receipt to, I forget the email address off the top of my head, it's all over at the website. They'll mm -hmm. get entered into a giveaway and we're giving away, I think we're over thirteen or $14,000 now of all kinds of cool stuff. Stuff that is, it's not like, PDFs that I say are worth $97. It's real stuff like, you know, a thousand, a thousand uh, exercise bike, uh, five, six, $700 adjustable dumbbells, a uh, hundred, $200 kitchen appliances, like a lot of cool stuff that, cool. that health and fitness people are, are already buying. And so that's going to be going on through probably the, I think the 18th, um, it's going to be through the first week of release. Obviously we're, I'm just trying to drive as, as many sales as I can right now to hit as many lists as I can yep. just for fun. And, um, and so it, it kind of depends when you're, when you release this episode, but that's, that's where people can, can go find out about all of that. And otherwise I have my podcast muscle for life, which you can find on whatever you use to, to listen to podcasts. And otherwise, uh, I also have a bunch of articles. So I've written hundreds and hundreds of articles over yeah. the years over at legionathletics.com and continue. Like I, I'm not as active. Mm -hmm. I, I would like to be, I used to do three articles a week myself. Now I'm probably one every seven to 10 days. And I have also some people who work with me. They write under their names, not under mine. Um, but, but we have a lot of really good content. Uh, we've answered a lot of questions over the years. I we're probably pushing, I don't know, 3 million words over at the blog uh, now. And, and so that's legionathletics.com, which is also my sports nutrition company, Legion. The athletics is superfluous, but I, I can't get legion.com because it's owned by a big software company that's so rich they don't even care to answer my emails for six figures for it. They, i understand they don't care they're like you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 250k and then delete like whatever I don't even <laughs> dude your articles are gold i read them all when they come up on the instagram and you got catchy titles and the swipe ups and i read them and they're really like in depth they pack a lot in there so check those out but guys pre-order the book like as you know through my process my listeners have just coming out with a book and how important pre-sales are. People live, we live in an Amazon Prime age where everyone's like, well, I want it tomorrow. Why do I want to wait know. three weeks, a month? I know. No, I, I, I found it harder to get pre-orders than I thought. I thought it was going to be easier. Dude, it is not. It is not easy. So everyone out there listening, you guys get how hard it is. Support this book. And it's not even about just support. Mike, if you like any interest in health and fitness, which everybody should, this is the guy. 
This is the gold standard you have right here. So the first five people that write a review on this podcast, Pivot and Go, on this podcast, actually, sorry, we're changing the name come the new year, so it's going to be a changed name. But first five reviews, we are going to send you a free book of Muscle for Life. Get on it right now. Pre-order the book. I'll I'll, I'll sign them. We'll, We'll make it signed. We'll get it signed. Even better. And then you can sell it for thousands down the down the line. Mike, <laughs> might, might take some time, but one day. <laughs> <laughs> incredible content, dude. Every time it's a, like, I feel like there's just so much more I want to ask you. One day we will hang out in person and I will ask you a zillion questions. No, I promise. I won't ask you a zillion. But dude, you, if you, you could you, let. You got you to come to Ocala. We got we to gotta at least. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be building a house next year. When the house is done, you got you to commit to being at, the, at the, the housewarming party. I will be at the housewarming but, party. Okay. If good. you if, if I get enough advance, I will be at the housewarming party. I mean, you'll have a year. It's a, it's gonna take a year. So <laughs> perfect. And can I be that guy who like stays at the house too? You know, like the housewarming party is like, dude, the party's over. But no, David's still here for another two days, crashing on the couch. Or, or you just snuck off to some where did where and then then you just show up. Oh yeah, I've been yeah. in. Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna be that guy. Just I've so been you in know, the attic. Just, you got a year advance in that. Mike, if you could leave the audience with one, one final conviction, if they feel stuck in the situation they're at, they just need a kick of encouragement to, to reach their, their progress for going through their breakthrough. It can be a one word. It can be a little phrase. What would you tell somebody who's just feeling down and out, stuck in the mud? I would say just go for the easy wins. Go for mm. something you can do right now, right away. Stop worrying about if it's even the right way or the best way. So for example, if you're struggling to get started with a fitness regimen, let's start with walks, just daily walks. Can you go for a 15 to a th- maybe 30 minute uh, walk every day? Start there, just start there. And again, it's that point of gaining momentum. That's the key because once you build up that momentum, it becomes, you reach a point where it becomes easier to keep going and it becomes more even mentally and emotionally comfortable and attractive to keep going than to to stop. Beautiful. Momentum builds momentum. The eighth wonder of the world, the compounding effect. Mike Matthews, drop the mic. We're out. Thank you, brother. Thank you.